I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Outside of warp drive, these magical creations are probably the most well-known piece of technology to come out of this franchise, and also to make us all really, really upset whenever we have to queue for a plane, or a bus, or a car, or pay for petrol. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 10 things you need to know about transporters. Number 10. They were invented to save money and time. The earliest pitches for Star Trek had to deal with the challenge of getting the crew down to the planets each week. Support shuttles were suggested, as was landing the Enterprise itself, though both would have proven prohibitively expensive in the beginning. So, the producers were backed against a wall and came up with the idea of the matter transporter. This became part of the pitch, and part of the reason that Star Trek was given the green light, twice. It helped to sell the cage, first of all. Now, rather than committing to large-scale models for the pilot that may or may not take off, spoiler, it didn't, this fantastic new technology could be used instead. When the cage failed to make any traction, the show was given a new pilot where no man has gone before, though it was actually the man trap that helped Star Trek survive. The depiction of the transporter in that episode excited the network so much that they bumped it up for broadcast, meaning that it was shown to audiences before the first episode. Number 9. The first transporter was achieved with practical effects. The actual look of the transporter beam is quite striking in its various iterations and is most often achieved by means of CGI. Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek Discovery heavily redesigned the original transporter beam, adding a slower blue dissolve in the former, with a golden circular pattern appearing in the latter. The original series achieved the look by dropping aluminium powder between the camera and a black background. This was then superimposed on the images of the various crewmen who were then dissolved out of the shot. This was most often achieved with the actual footage being frozen, as it would be a little later in the franchise before technology would allow people to move while in transport. Between that wall and the brightly lit floor and ceiling pads, the transporter set was able to overpower the stage lights, allowing an easier transition for overlaying the shots of the beam itself. Number 8. The Heisenberg Compensator The Heisenberg Compensator is part of the transporter that specifically deals with Werner Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. In quantum mechanics, the principle is any of a variety of mathematical inequalities that place a limit on the accuracy that certain pairs of physical quantities of a particle can accurately predict. So, what does this mean in English? First published in 1927, German physicist Heisenberg posited that the more precisely an object's location can be determined, the less likely it is to predict its momentum after initial findings. This theory was then put into the makeup of the transporter in Star Trek. In the episode Realm of Fear, Barclay and O'Brien are seen examining the Heisenberg compensator, which is shown to be a component of the overall device. This is their workaround for Heisenberg's theory. Now, it goes without saying that the compensator is an entirely fictional invention, while the transporter itself does have a basis in reality, 
more on that later, the compensator also became a handy plot point, something that the crew would look to when there was an issue with a transport that was either out of their control, or an easy scapegoat when trying to stall the Moriarty hologram in Ship in a Bottle. Number 7. Transporters can be used as weapons. The transporter has a very dark capacity while remaining the easiest method of travel in Star Trek's universe. Once an area is unshielded, it can serve to pluck any living thing from its location and beam them wherever the operator chooses. For example, there are several occasions in the original series when some poor redshirts stepped onto the transporter pad only to find themselves floating in space moments later. The transporter can be co-opted as well. In the darkness and the light, while Dax and Worf are attempting to beam a member of Kira's old resistance cell to their runabout, the transporter pattern is scrambled. This is deliberate. The deranged Cardassian Silleran Prin had been systematically wiping out the Shakar cell. He hit a tiny pattern scrambler on the poor victim, which ended up killing her in a horrible fashion all while Dax and Worf looked on, unable to stop it. More recently, Seven of Nine used the transporters aboard La Serena to beam several Neoborg drones into the foundations of Chateau Picard, killing them instantly as they rematerialized with half of their bodies fused to the stone. Number 6. Emergency Transporters The first obvious use of the emergency transporter came in Star Trek Nemesis. This was used by Data to rescue Captain Picard, though at the cost of his own life. It was a small device fitted with its own power source, giving it the ability to send a signal back to the Enterprise-E without having to rely on either that ship or the Scimitar's power sources. By that year, it was still considered a prototype due to its limitations. Earlier incarnations of emergency transporters were closer in design to those standard personnel transporters found aboard most starships and starbases. These were designed to send larger groups at a time, often used during evacuation procedures. By the 30 22nd century, these smaller transporters have become standard practice, embedded into Starfleet comm badges. Starfleet Discovery's third and fourth seasons seem to have done away with the standard transporter rooms altogether, as the comm badge contains enough power to send the wearer from ship to planet, whereas this was beyond the capabilities of earlier models. A combination of the personal transporters and the pattern buffers allowed the crew of the Discovery to escape disintegration as the ship exited a void as part of their search for the cause of the DMA. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Number five. No, Beam Me Up Scotty was never said out loud. 
Though now it's well known, the exact phrase beam me up Scotty was never actually said on screen in Star Trek. Many variations of the command were issued throughout the years, including near misses like Scotty, beam me up. The misquote started to appear in popular media roughly 10 years after Star Trek's debut. It was both connected to the franchise itself and became slang that was used in other contexts. Perhaps unsurprisingly for the period, i.e. the 60s and 70s, it quickly became associated with taking mind-altering drugs, allowing the user to disappear into another place, mentally. James Doohan used the phrase as the title of his autobiography in 1996, and the quote was so connected to him that it's included in his obituary, despite the actor never having spoken the lines, nor responded to them. William Shatner did, however, include the line in an audio recording of his novel Ashes to Eden. The rebooted Kelvin films have continued the tradition of almost using the quote, as there are several examples where Kirk and other characters quickly bark the order, Scotty, beam us out. Number 4. Transwarp Beaming Transport beaming was demonstrated in the Kelvin timeline films to a mixed reaction. In the film, it's Montgomery Scott who perfected the theory, though in the time that Spock Prime travels back to, Scotty has yet to master it, much to the chagrin of Admiral Archer and his prize Beagle. Spock shows him the theory required, however, this has a knock-on effect. In Star Trek Into Darkness, Rogue Section 31 agent John Harrison, <clears throat> definitely not Khan, uses it to escape Earth and travel all the way to Kronos. Though the film depicts this as a single beam, the novelization states the device used didn't have enough power, requiring Khan to beam to a ship, then use that ship to beam to the Klingon homeworld. Though this miracle device would seem to make Starfleet obsolete, it had actually been suggested by Gene Roddenberry in the initial development of Star Trek The Next Generation. He put it forward as another cost-saving method, removing the need for a starship at all. Thankfully, writer David Gerald shot that idea down straight away. The Enterprise is the hero, he said, delaying this technology for about a further 20 years. Number 3. Does the transporter send the atoms and the bits, or just the bits? The canon definition of the transporter states that it sends both the atoms of the person or item along with the information around said atoms. To put it another way, the transporter is said to send the original file in whole instead of a copy. Now with that being the case, there's a number of issues in how this is depicted in the franchise. In the episode The Enemy Within, Captain Kirk is split into two halves. There is the passive good Kirk and the highly aggressive evil Kirk. Though a fun story, written by Richard Matheson no less, if one is to follow the canon explanation of the transporter, this would be impossible. Theoretical physicist Lawrence Krauss wrote in his book The Physics of Star Trek that if the atoms and the information are being sent in a transporter beam, then splitting into two distinct people would be impossible as the beam could only rematerialize the exact same number of atoms. To split Kirk in this fashion, the poor man would have to be bifurcated. However, if the transporter only sends the information each time, then transporter clones are entirely possible. This would account for Evil Kirk, Thomas Riker, and William Boimler all of whom were created as transporter copies along the way. Number two, God bless the pattern buffer. The pattern buffer is the part of the transporter that stores the information due to be sent from one location to the next. This, combined with the Doppler compensators, allowed the device to factor in any changes during transport that may have occurred after hitting send. With that said, there were many more uses for the component beyond its initial design. The most well-known jury rigging of a pattern buffer came when the Enterprise-D discovered the downed USS Genolan on the Dyson Sphere. With that ship all but destroyed, Captain Montgomery Scott and another crewman, Matt Franklin, programmed the pattern buffers to lock into a continuous diagnostic cycle, effectively keeping them in stasis. The theory was only half successful. Scotty rematerialized, but Franklin went the way of the redshirts. 
The pattern buffers also stored all information from each transport, which in turn allowed them to keep something of medical history for travellers. In Favourite Son, the crew of Voyager were able to determine the truth behind Harry Kim's supposed return home, as alien DNA is traced back through his trips in the transporter. The buffers could be extended to carry several dozen travellers at a time, though this was rarely advised, as too much information could cause them to malfunction. Number 1. Teleportation in Reality The idea that led to the transporter, namely teleportation itself, is a far older phenomenon than Star Trek. The first usage of the term was coined by American writer Charles Fort in his 1931 novel Low. Though in the novel he prefaces by saying that many will accuse him of making up nonsense, he proceeds to at least attempt to define it. The term comes from the Latin words for remote, tele, and to carry, portare. Fort was using the term to describe the strange disappearances and appearances of anomalies. A similar idea had existed in fiction for a while, with examples as early as 1897 combining both teleportation and time travel, though at that time the word had not yet been coined. Quantum teleportation suggests that it is possible to transmit the information of a subject across distances without actually moving them. This would tie in with Lawrence Krauss's theory that it would allow for transporter clones. Now, while there's no conclusive verifications of this type of transport to date, in 2014, researcher Ronald Hansen and colleagues from the Technological University Delft in the Netherlands demonstrated information teleportation between two entangled quantum bits that were three meters apart. Now, the aviation and motor industries can relax, as this may not be a precursor to matter transportation just yet, but it is certainly a rung on that same letter. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.